last week I told you about the um, the the abnormality they found uh, when I had my mammogram, and I I didn't bring this, but I wanted you you can pass it to me. I wanted you to see what God did do because as you can see on that paper that will be floating around that there is something there that they saw something, but when after having prayer and spoke the word of God over the situation, when they went to do the biopsy, it was no longer there. Why? Because God is faithful to his yeah. word. God is a healer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I, I, wanted, I meant to bring it last week and I forgot it. So I said, well, I'll bring it this week so you can see. When I tell you that doctor tried to find that and could not find it anywhere, she tried, she pressed, she prodded, and she did a little bit of everything, and God took it away. Dissolved it, dematerialized, because those are the words I spoke over it when they first told me they saw something. I said, okay, fine. You see it, you won't see it again. That's right. And I tell you, that, she, that, that doctor tried her best. But you, you can't outdo God. I, I just don't care. You just can't outdo my Heavenly Father. And I love him because his word is forever settled in heaven. His word is true. And I tell you, I, in, in preparing for teaching on faith, my faith has been renewed. My faith has been restored. I mean, I got another, I got a booster shot in my faith. I tell you, I'm excited about the things of God. I'm excited what God has already done. And when we first started the series, um, and I'm going to end with what I started with, was have faith in God. And that's what the Lord wanted us to do. Faith is a lifestyle. I'm going to try and stick to my notes as, as best as possible because there's some good things that I want to make sure I get across to you. But faith is simply believing in God. Simply believing what God says is so. That's what faith is right straight up. Faith is believing God. And as the scripture says, just have faith in God. And that's what Jesus told his disciples. He said, like, you need to, you know, out of all the situations when he cursed, when Jesus cursed the fig tree and they was excited the next day when they came back and they saw the fig tree had withered up from the root and it was dried up and, and you know, the disciples were so excited. Jesus said, uh-uh. Don't get excited over that. What I want you to know is you need to have faith in God. That's right. That way that you can speak to any mountain that comes up into your life. You need to have faith in God. And so if that's what Jesus told us that we need to do, I believe that's what we should do. Okay, so, and scripture says it is impossible to please God without faith. Just think about it. The only way that we can please God is by our faith, which means if we are not using our faith, we're not walking by faith, we're not living by faith, we are not pleasing God. So, Wow. When the Lord told me that, I said, Lord, you, you know, I had to start like, go back and regroup and ask for forgiveness for the times that I walked in my life that I, didn't, I wasn't walking in faith, that I was in fear, that I was you know, running, I was doing a little bit of everything and wasn't walking in faith. I was not pleased with God. So keep that in mind. So just, just know um, the Lord wants us to um, have faith in him. So what has God already done? Go with me to Ephesians 1 and 3. Uh, I have these already written now, so it may take you a while. It should be up on the screen eventually, but I'm going on because I don't have much time. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath, who hath, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. God has already blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Where are the blessings? In the heavenlies. So therefore, we must appropriate it as ours now. 
God has already blessed us. God has already blessed us with every, excuse me, every spiritual blessing. He's already done it. It's already done. We are already blessed. I want you to keep that in mind. God has already done this for me. It is already done. Done. Let's go, to me, go with me to 2 Peter 1 and 3. Um, yes, 2 Peter 1 and 3. It says, According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Yes. What does that mean? God has already done it. He has given us all things. Everything. He's already done it. Yes. Not going to do it. Lord, in the future, in the sweet by and by, I want you to do that. No, he has already done it. This is faith. Yes. When you read the scripture and believe what it says. God has given us everything, everything that pertains to life and godliness. God has already given us all things that pertain to our life on earth and pertains to things in heaven. He's already done it. He's taking care of earth. He's taking care of heaven. Yes. So no matter what area we need, it's already yes. been taken care of. God has already, it's already done. He said, I'm finished. So we need to, everything that God has done for the Christian is an absolute. Done, not open for debate. An absolute. You got to remember these absolutes. Absolutely done. Not going to do it again. It's already done. But must be appropriated by faith, which means you have to take it to yourself as your own. When you appropriate, you say, this is mine. It's already been done. It's already been provided. My faith says it is mine. That's, right. That's appropriating it to yourself. You say, yeah. it is mine. Everything the Lord's done, it's already been done. Your job is to use your faith. That's your currency. Yeah. You, 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 you're buying these things with your currency, which is faith, right. to bring it from heaven to earth. Okay? So, it's an absolute. He's already done it. Absolute, absolute. Okay, um, the sacrificial death of Jesus was an absolute and that he died for every man. Now, he didn't die just for you and me. He died, according to John three sixteen. God sent his son for the entire world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He so loved the world. That's just an absolute. He died for the entire world. Now, you look in your neighborhood or, or, or on TV, anywhere you can look around, and you see all evil things that are going on and how evil people are and doing things. And Jesus died for even that evil one. Yes. The one that did all the killing and the murdering and raping and, and drugs and everything else, all the bad people, all the bad things. Jesus died on the cross for that one too. It's yes. an absolute. For the entire world. Yes. The problem is they haven't appropriated unto themselves. Yes. They have not accepted Jesus as their savior for themselves. Yes. The difference between them and us is we had enough sense to accept Jesus. Yes. So now we have been brought into the kingdom of his dear son, yes. kingdom of God. So we, we, we are now foreigners. He said, you're foreigners because you're from New York. We're all foreigners because we, we, we don't belong down here. We're, we're from heaven, yes. you know? So the absolute Jesus did it for all of us. He did it for all of us. Yes. Okay, John's, 1 John 2 and 2 says, and he, 1 John 2 and 2, and he is the propitiation or the atoning sacrifice 
for our sins and not for ours only, not for ours only, but also for the sins of the world. First John 2 and 2, for all the sins of the world. So that means, does that, does that mean we're automatically saved? Because he did, he, he was the, 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 the propitiation, he, he was the atoning sacrifice. Does that mean all is saved automatically? No, I, I'm gonna leave you up, I'm gonna give you the answer. No, it does not. He did the work. But if they don't appropriate it for themselves, if they don't receive Jesus as their savior, even though Jesus went to the cross, went into hell, beaten, destroyed Satan, and got the keys of hell, death in the grave, brought him back and gave it to us, and now you speak to your mouth, even though Jesus did all of that, they can still die and go to hell if they don't appropriate by faith the atoning sacrifice that Jesus did for them. So, we have a job to do. And I was thinking about that, you know, as, as I was putting this together, um, that we, and I'll get to it later on in, in the message, that yes, we are foreigners. We live, our citizenship is where? In heaven. So we're down here, foreigners. We are placed strategically down here on earth to take over. We are, I'm going to really get to that later on, unless, but I just had to put that out there just so you know where I'm going. Just to know where you are on your job. You may hate your job. It may be the worst thing. You may, you may just, act, it just every time you think about it, just aggravate you. You get yes. up in the morning and you just don't want to go. You have been placed there yes. strategically because you are the light. Yes. You are there to take over. Yes. Not coming in guns blazing, see, I'm going to kill you all. No, that's not, the, that's, that's not to take it over. Let your light so shine right. because there will be a time when you need or someone will need to hear a word from you. Yes. The yes. Lord has placed you there right. so that you'll be in the right place at the right time yes. with the right information. Right. So you say, I don't know why I'm here. You'll be there as long as the Lord wants you there, right. as long as he needs you there to be his ambassador, to be the light in that area, to bring others to the Lord. Yes. Your job, you're there. It's, it's, it's strategic. And he's got us placed throughout the world strategically. We may not even realize how important we are, but he's got us in the right place at the right time for you to say what needs to be said just then to save someone's life, to bring someone to salvation. You don't know when and where, but you have to be there, Mm -hmm. placed strategically to be the conduit that the Lord needs to get the job done. Mm -hmm. Because he's not not coming down and and, going to speak to them, but you will. He's placed you there. Even in school, he's That's placed right. you there strategically That's to be right. the light in your class. I don't care how bad the kids are acting, whatever they're doing. Say, right. no, 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 no. I'm the light here. Yes. What I say That's goes. Right. And right. we began to speak the word of Thank God Jesus. over situations. No, I speak peace in this classroom. That's I speak right. peace. I settle it down. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. You have that authority. Because you're a child of the most high. That's right. Lord placed you there. Yes. You're not there. That, well, yes, you're there to get an education, but you're there for a reason. Yes. Lord's place to be that light he wants you to be. Right. So I just want us to know that the absolutes in the Bible, you know, that um, the devil was defeated, and that is also an absolute. Go with me to Hebrews 2, 14, part, part B. It says that through he, which is Jesus, might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. Jesus came, he came in flesh and blood to destroy the works of the devil. He came to destroy the works of the devil. The devil and all of his cohorts were stripped, 
stripped of all of their power, disarmed by Jesus. But I, you know what I want to say, somebody needs to remind the devil that he's been defeated. That's right. Because he's, scripture says he's roaming, going around to and fro, you know, as a, as a roaring lion. That's right. And not, he didn't say he was a roaring lion. He says, as a roaring lion. He thinks he's a roaring lion, but he has no teeth. He has no power. But you, you say, but so much is going on in the world because no one's appropriated over him to let him know, hey, you belong under my That's feet. Right. That's right. It's an absolute. Mm -hmm. When Jesus went to the cross and yes. defeated Satan, he's defeated. Yes. Your job is to speak over the situations and tell Satan, hey, buddy, you're defeated. You have no power here. I will not give you any place in my home. I will not give you any place in my marriage. I will not give you any place in my children. I won't give you any place in my finances. You are defeated. In the name of Jesus, yes. Satan, you are defeated. Yes. You have no authority here. Yes. But if you don't appropriate that authority, you don't speak the word of God over that situation and tell Satan where to go, he's going to run rampant in your That's home, right. he's going to run rampant in your finances, he's going to run rampant anywhere he can, even though he's been defeated, and it is an absolute. Yes. But you have to take it by faith and right. tell him where to go. That's right. This is a time when the saints of God can tell somebody where to go. That's you right. can tell Satan where to go. You have that authority because Jesus gave you that authority. When you see situations rising up in your house and things are going, uh-uh-uh-uh-uh, no. I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. You will not rise up in my house. Right. You will not rise up in my children. They start being just no way. That's right. I'll take authority over this situation. Satan, you are defeated. Yes. But if we as saints of God, mealy mouth won't say anything, he will continue to run rampant, even though Jesus has destroyed him, rendered him null and void, powerless. Yes. But if you let him run on, he's going to keep on running over you like a bulldozer. That's right. Until you say, whoa, That's right. Jesus defeated you over 2,000 years ago. That's right. Get where you belong, and that That's is right. under my feet. Right. We have to know who we are and whose we are. Hallelujah. Jesus defeated Satan, stripped him, and our job is to remind Satan through the blood of Jesus who, who he is, yeah. where he's supposed to be, and who we are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So when Satan starts running around and saying, no, 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 you, have, you don't even have teeth. You have no teeth. And my job, according to 1 Peter 5 and 9, says, I resist you. Just resist him firm in your faith. That's 1 Peter 5 and 9. Resist Satan firm in your faith. Yes. Stand up and say, uh-uh, no, uh, no more. Uh, no more. I've had enough of you messing around here. You got to go. You've been here long enough. You've popped here long enough. It's time to go. That's right. Resist him. Yes. Resist him. Yes. Standing firm in your faith. Why? Because I believe God. I have faith in God. I have faith in God. Say you've been defeated. I resist you. I will no longer just sit here and placate you and say, oh, it's okay. You can just hang around. No. You got to go. That's right. Scripture says you submit yourself to God. You tell Satan to, to go, and he's got to go. Resist him, and he's got to flee. You say, oh, no. No further. No further. In the name of Jesus. Scripture says you resist Satan, and he must flee. He's got to flee. Yes. Why? Because he, he's, in one scripture say, when at the end time, we're going to say, is this the, the end? 
Is this the imp that had the world running yeah. and he's just a little shriveled up, whatever? Because he has no power. That's right. The only power he has is the power we give him. That's right. The power he has is the power we give him by the words of our mouth. Yes. By the words of our mouth. So I say, watch the words that are coming out your mouth. Jesus said, let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. Watch, watch over your words because see, Satan is listening. Anytime he can get a chance to get in there, he said, well, I don't really have the authority to do this, but did you hear what she just said? She said, they make me sick. Did you hear that? Let's go work on that. She opened up the door to Satan. She said, they make me sick. He couldn't do it until I said, you, know, you make me sick. Why would you say that? Why would you open up that door, that avenue for Satan to come on in? Why would you say, I can never pay these bills? Say, so, did you hear what they said? They said, they can't pay these bills. We're going to find a way to make sure that they won't pay them. When bills come, they ain't going to have the money for it. Wow. They're not going to pay the bills. Because they opened up the door with their mouth. They yes. said, they'll never pay their bills. Mm. Every time I turn around, there's another bill. Mm. Every time I turn around, I can't, if I don't have the flu, I got the, whatever. You, the words of your mouth, you open up the avenue mm. to Satan. Yes. I say, reel all those words in. Mm. Render them null and void. That's Lord, right. I, I curse all those words at the root yes. that they will not produce against me from right. now on. Crop failure on those words yes, in the name of Jesus. Right. Why? Because we are the righteousness of God. We are the speaking yes. spirits. We have to speak the end results. Yes. Now, when I got that notification from the doctor before to come in, they said, well, we saw something. And then they did the, the ultrasound, and then they really saw something. You know, I had the opportunity, I had a great opportunity to say, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Oh, Lord, you know what they said. And look, they gave me the picture, and I couldn't even see them. What am I going to do? And then I, said, I had a good opportunity yeah. to say that. First thing I this, the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Lord, you are my healer, and I thank you I am healed now. I had to shut it down right there. My first words after I got that report, after I saw it with my eyes, my first words is what put everything in motion. It, it set it in motion. My first words, I said, oh, no. The devil is a liar. Uh-uh, right. uh-uh. There'll be no fear here. There'll be no fear here. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Yes. And I got my scriptures. I start speaking the word of God. I said, now this is the end result. The end result, you said, by the stripes that Jesus bore, I'm already, I'm already healed. Yes. You said it, and that's an absolute. That's right. That's an absolute. Mm -hmm. Jesus went to the cross. He rose. He was beat for all of my, it's an absolute. Yes. So my job is giving, yes, Lord. I receive your word. Oh, thank you, I thank you that I'm absolutely healed. And this thing that they think they saw is gone. Right. It is dematerialized. It will pass from my body. It will disappear in the name of Jesus. Yes. I had to speak that. Yes. I had to speak that over my body yes. and tell them, uh-uh, you, you, you have no place here. That's right. I'm the righteousness of the, I'm That's a right. child of the most high. Jesus went yes. to the cross for this. He yes. defeated you in this. 2,000 years ago. How dare you try to attach that to my body? I'm the child of the most high. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. What happened? They couldn't even take a picture because there was nothing to take a picture of. I said, can't you take it? She said, honey, there's nothing to take a picture of. I, I, I see nothing here. 
I watch it. I watch it as she did. I said, yeah, I'm watching this. Ain't nobody going to hear nothing pull, pull over my eyes. I watched and watched and watched. Everywhere she kept it, and she had all on the film. I said, well, she said, there's nothing. All right. It had to be that way yeah. because that's what I spoke. That's right. It had to be that way that's right. because when you release faith to God, mm -hmm. that gives him the opportunity. That's right. That gives him the opportunity to give you what you've been desiring. God is faithful to his word. Okay, I'm trying to get to where I really want to get to. Um, so we must know who we are in Christ with all the privileges and by faith appropriated. All the privilege, privileges that God has given us, we must realize they are ours. And we have to appropriate them by faith. As I began in the beginning, you know, God has given us all things. Everything, he's already done it. But if you don't appropriate by faith, you'll be just like the sinner out there. Well, it's, it's, it's done for him just like it's done for us. But he didn't appropriate, so he don't have it. Right. We as saints of God must continue to appropriate and call, our, call into being ourselves the things that God has said is ours. Philippians 3 and 20 in the Amplified, this part A says, but we are citizens of the state, the Commonwealth homeland, which is heaven. So we are citizens of heaven. Yes. We are on the earth, foreigners, sojourners on the earth because we now are seated with the Lord in heavenly places. Yes. So as we are citizens of heaven, we are to live according to the laws and rules of heaven. The problem is we as saints of God are trying to live heavenly with earthly rules. Now, when you are a citizen, when you are an ambassador, say you're an ambassador for the United States and you go to another country, you go and live in that country, but that land where you are is the United States. You yeah. may be in Russia, but that corner of the world where you are is the United States. So you follow all the rules, the regulations that belong to the United States. We are on the earth, but we are citizens of heaven. Yeah. So we follow the rules and the regulations, all the things that Jesus has set in heaven for us to get what's in heaven down here on earth. All right. So the, 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 um, the earth's way of doing things is you save as you can, save all you can, sit on the can. Get all you can, save all you can, and then sit on the can, it's yours. Mm -hmm. Heaven's way is seed time and harvest. Yeah. This is how the Lord wants to bless his children. Mm -hmm. So what we've been trying to get God's blessings the earthly way. Mm -hmm. Don't work that way. You want to get the blessings from God, you're going to get God's way. Yes. He says, you give, and I'm going to give to you. Right. So, you know, we, we look at our paycheck, and you say, well, this is not enough. No, it's not enough, because it's earthly. Yeah. Our enough is from heaven. It's heavenly. Yeah. So we go to the Father, and we present, yes, Lord, I have given. And your word said, when I give, it's going to be given unto me. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Heaven supplies my needs because I'm heavenly. Heaven should supply your needs because you're heavenly, yeah. even though you're on earth. You're trying to get God's blessings on earth, earthly ways. Not going to work. To get God's, God's blessings that he has for us, we're going to have to know how to get it. So we are citizens of heaven. We are to live according to the laws of heaven rather than the laws of earth. We're ambassadors. So um, wherever we are, wherever the Lord has us, is for a reason. Okay? Citizenship signifies a colony of foreigners who through living in a foreign country live by the laws of their own country and model their lives after their own native home. So we are supposed to live according to the laws of heaven, not according to the laws of earth. So God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. We say that already in Ephesians 1 and 3. So where are the blessings? In the heavenlies, in the spirit realm. That's where Christ is. He's seated 
in heaven. We are believers. We're seated in heaven. And I'm going to give you these scriptures because we don't have time to turn to them. Ephesians 1 and 20, let us know where Christ is seated in heavenlies. Ephesians 2 and 6, let us know where we're seated in heavenlies. And if the blessings of God were in the earthlies, then we could obtain them by earthly means. That's not the way they are. Heavenly blessings in heaven, earthly blessings down here on earth. Okay, so God has deposited riches of heaven in my account, in your account. But we must know how to withdraw it. The money is there, everything that we need, the healing, the deliverance, all that we need from the Lord is already in heaven, but we must know how to withdraw it. How do I get my heavenly blessings from heaven down here to earth? How do I do that? And the answer is by faith. It is faith that appropriates the absolute and bridges the gap between what God says we are and what we really are. Faith brings us to the place to what God says we are or where we are. God says, according to his word in Revelations, I believe it's 1 and 9, that we are rich. He said, I see, I see the situation you're in, but I need to tell you, you're rich. So if God says I'm rich, what am I supposed to say? I'm rich. If he says I'm rich, and it's an absolute, everything God says is an absolute. Yeah. So if he says I'm rich, what am I to say back to the Lord? Yes, Lord, I receive it. I am rich. Yeah. Not I can't pay these bills. I'm tired of these bills. I don't have enough money. Every time I turn around, it's an uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. The Lord says I'm rich. Yes. If I'm going to get the riches from heaven down here on earth, I'm going to have to speak the same thing he says about me. Now, I, this week I had a lot of bills come in that need to be paid, and I said, Lord, <clears throat> you said on your word that you would supply all my needs according to your riches and glory. You told me to give and I give. You told me to tithe and I tithe. And I said, well, and I, this, I, I have these bills, and they have got to be paid because I have them on an automatic, so they're going to snatch it out of my account whether it's there or not. So I said, well, Lord, you know what I need. So he said, you go into the system and check, you know, just to make sure that the, the bills are set to go. So I checked both of them. He says, now that you got this bill set, check your account. So he told me to first add up how much I had set to pay. So I, I added that up. Now I, I got paid and I knew it wasn't enough there. That much I knew. I, I already knew that. So he said, pay the bills, check the account. So I paid the bills. I told him this is how much I, this is how, this is how much I need to get these bills paid. Check the account. I said, so I'm going in, typing in all the information. I hit the button. My account number came up. I said, Lord, he had already had the money put in there. He had already done it. It was already done. I said, now, I needed the money for today. Right. This happened yesterday. He said, check the account. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, so I checked it. <laughs> now, I, I know not to be nervous because I know when he says he's going to supply, he's going to supply. I looked at that account and I went to scream in the house. I said, Lord, you are so good. Yes, he yes. said, I want you to have faith in me. Yes. Just trust me. Yes. Believe me. He said, yes. your daily needs, I will supply your daily needs. I said, okay, Lord, now, you know, I got another set coming on Monday. So I, said, I just thought I'd put it out there for him. Just like he didn't know. But it's already, the, he said, I have given you all things. Yes. I said, I was so excited when I checked that account because I knew, I knew what I had was not, I knew what I had was not enough. Mm -hmm. But I also know that I'm a tither. I also know that I'm a giver. That's right. You know, and as he said to give, I give. So I said, well, I got my, my parts already done. That's right, that's right. Yes. He did his part too. Mm -hmm. Why? Because he is faithful. He said, he if you give me the currency yes. that I need to work with, and faith is that currency. Mm -hmm. Faith is the substance. Yes. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. So I just, I just want you to know that when you use this faith, when you speak the word of God over the situation, 
It's faith. He's obligated. It's an absolute. It is an absolute. He's, he's obligated to do it. So Hebrews 1, 11 and 1, um, we're going to read it in the King James, and then we're going to read it in the Amplified. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The things hoped for are the things promised, but not yet received. Things hoped for embraces all the blessings, all the benefits of a citizen of heaven. Whatever it is, the things that you are hoping for and believing God for, faith is that substance. Now, the Amplified says, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Faith is the assurance. Faith is the title deeds. All things God has promised belong to us as a member of the kingdom. They are mine. They are yours. They are my inheritance. They're your inheritance. They, we own them. They belong to us. They belong to me. I'm making it personal. You can make it personal for yourself too. They're, they're ours. But before we can possess them, we must first prove ownership. We have to prove ownership that these things that we're hoping for belongs to us. How do I do that? I must produce the title. What is my title? Faith. Faith is my title deed. Faith is my assurance. Faith is my confirmation that whatever I ask God for, it's going to be mine. He says it's mine, it's yours. When you believe it, when you put out the faith, faith is the title things, the title deed. All things God has promised belongs to us as a member of the kingdom of God. I must produce the title. Faith enables me to possess my possessions. You know, a guarantee, when they say it's a guarantee, you know, when you apply for a loan or whatever and they want to know, well, what are you going to guarantee this loan with? What are you going to, what are you going to give me as, as good faith that if I give you this loan that I'm going to get my money back. So they want you to give a guarantee. So, you know, depending on how big the loan is, you know, they may say, give me the title to your car or whatever. They, they, want, they want a guarantee. Well, the faith, your faith is your guarantee. Faith is your assurance. Faith is your confidence. Is your title deed to whatever God says belongs to you. My faith does it. My faith, I, I give to the Lord. Why? Because he said, that's my guarantee. Yeah. So when we get to the place that we realize and understand what God says, he says, all I want you to do is just to believe me. All I want you to do is have faith in me. Because whatever you want is yours if you have the faith that God says belongs to us. Faith makes things a present reality. Faith is the substance. If uh, it didn't say faith brings substance. That's not what the word says. Faith is the substance. Faith is what makes all the things that are in the unseen world come to you in reality. Okay, my faith asked the Lord and stood in his way because he said that he would supply my needs. Okay, Lord, I believe your word. You said you would supply my needs. There's the bills. There's the bills. I, I've given it to the Lord. It's okay. She gave me some substance. I can work. And what happened? He saw that the money started coming and it was in my account. I was so happy. I said, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. Hallelujah. Faith does not say I am going to get it. Hear me what I say. Faith does not say I'm going to get healed. Faith doesn't say I'm going to get my deliverance. Faith doesn't say I'm going to get my needs met. What does faith do? Faith declares I have it. 
When? Now. By faith, things future, the things we hope for, becomes a present reality. Faith reaches into the future, lays hand, hold on to it, and, and hope, and brings the things that we hope for and give them to us in our reality. Faith says, you hoping for this? I'm bringing it into reality. Right. You hoping for this? I'm bringing it into reality. Why? Because I've given my faith the substance. Everything that God has already done, already said, is an absolute. It's an absolute. I, I, I just, I, I, that's my key point today, is to get you to realize everything God says is absolute. It is already, it's already done. Yes. It is yours already. When you appropriate it as mine, you said, yes, I have it now. Not I'm going to, but I have it now. Yes. Lord, I thank you. We go from begging to praising. Lord, I thank you that I have it now. It is mine when? Now. Not what, well, the, you know, the doctor said, well, we'll, we'll do a biopsy and, you know, may, you may see if we have to cut it out and do radiation. No, 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 no. That's not what, that's not what the Lord said. My heavenly father, I am a citizen of heaven. Right. He's already said my healing's already been appropriate. It's already been set aside. Jesus already went to the cross. He did this, his part. My job is to appropriate and say, I have it now. Yes. Satan, I resist you and all your lies and all of your tactics and all of your fear. I resist it now yes. in the name of Jesus. You are rebuked in the name of Jesus. Yes. And Father, I have it now. I have it now. Whatever, it is, whatever you're facing, if you keep it in the future, you'll never get it. If it stays in the future, I'm going to get it. One day in the sweet by and by, and it's this song about the sweet by and by. Yeah, well, you're going to keep it in the sweet by and by. It won't be yours. Faith is now. Faith is now. So I'm going to say this and I'm going to finish because my time is already up. Um, you have a big problem and you hear God is able and anxious to deliver you. You say, I believe God can solve my problem. Is the problem solved? No, it's not. You just, say, you just said, well, I believe God can solve the problem. Have you released any faith? I believe he can do it. Well, he can do it in 10,000 years. He can still do it. But the question is, is he going to do it for you? Okay. So you have to say, get, get, to the, get to the biblical faith. And I have to skip right to the end. There are three types of faith. I'm going to say it fast. The one faith that says God can... The other faith says God will, but true biblical faith says God has. He has already done it. Can and will sound religious, sound really good, but they're not moving God in the direction that you need him to go to. I know he can. I know he's got all power. He can do all things. Yes, he can. But faith says God has already done it. To get to the end result, to get to where God wants you to be, the answer is in Mark eleven twenty two, which says, have faith in God. I didn't get to all the scriptures. The, the uh, media will put the scriptures up for you. Yes. But just know when God says anything to you in his word, it is an absolute. Yes. It's an absolute. You don't have to wonder. I wonder what God's going to do. I wonder if he's going to do it. I wonder if he's going to heal me. I wonder if he's going to you know, deliver me. I wonder if he's going to take me. Uh -uh. It's an absolute. Yes. It's an absolute. You, I, remember, and nothing else, all that God says is an absolute. He has given us all things already. He's given to us already all things that pertain to life and godliness. He's already done it. It's an absolute.
if you remember nothing else but that, God's word is an absolute. Thank you for listening to today's message. Visit www.rwolfc.com for articles, blog posts, message references, and our monthly calendar of events. 